Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. One time, we go in the broadcast booth, and they're walking in, and I'm, like, holding the door. And somebody goes, I wonder if JT the Brick will be in here. (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of, like, stood up quiet and kept my mask on. The mask hides lots of... uh, The JT and Looney Podcast, episode 101. JT and I have been on the radio together since 2004, or as some people would say 2004. And every year we do our 0 and 2 show. Our 0 and 2 show is when we say goodbye to the teams that are 0 and 2 in the NFL, because rarely do any teams ever accomplish anything that open up at 0 and 2. And we are powered by Bet Online. I always have to start out by saying that your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Also, your number one spots are for a lot of really cool props. You got to check out the props. Head to Bet Online. Use your phone or just do it uh, in your home PC. Sign up and get a 100% welcome bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney. You put down $100, they'll give you 100 That's double your initial deposit if you don't know your second grade math just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, proud sponsor of the JT and Looney podcast. Most teams that go to Owen to die. And what it, how it affects me as a sports talk host is I lose those fans. They're gone. They don't come back. You see, this is a really dirty sequin in radio. When your team gets eliminated or your team is not what it used to be and you mix in a 100-year pandemic, I lose those fans. So I want everybody to be one and one. I want everybody to be three. I want everybody to be five and five until, you know, we weed this all out. So as we look at some of the Owen two teams right out of the gate, I think the one that jumps out at everybody is Minnesota because Mike Zimmer's a good coach. I think Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. I mean, not elite, but very good. You can win every game with Kirk Cousins, but he doesn't win every game. And they lose on kicks in overtime in Cincinnati. And they drop games that they're not supposed to. So that's an 0-2 team. that He's a bum slayer. You do know that. Kirk Cousins is good at beating bad teams. You can't beat anybody any good. I'm surprised Jacksonville's 0-2 for two reasons. Three, Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. I bought into both of them. And they opened up against Houston. And Houston's in disarray. People thought they were going 0-16. Tom Jacksonville is 0-2 right out of the gate, which is a bit of a surprise because I thought, you know, this year Trevor Lawrence would win five or six games. They're really bad. And then the Jets, the Jets are 0-2. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions in his last game, and they regressed. They were they look worse than they looked the year before. You make a big mistake as a bloviator with a microphone, whether you're on radio, television, whatever you're doing, or a podcast, if you talk too much about the Jets or the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars always have great guys on their team from college that they've drafted number one because they're always drafting number one because they're always bad. And same thing with the Jets. They get to draft the best quarterback out of college every two or three years. And it's a place to go where great quarterbacks or people who might have had a great quarterback career will wither on the vine. It will waver in the breeze. On the other hand, you know, people underestimated the Houston Texans. Ty- had Tyrod Taylor not gotten hurt midway through the second game of his career with the Houston Texans, then the Cleveland Browns would not have won that football game. Tyrod Taylor right now is a top five quarterback, according to the trusty 
NFL quarterback. That right? cannot be true, by the way. I'm yes. going to call you out on that. In Russell moment. Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Tyrod Taylor, and Kyler Murray are top five. What does Tyrod do? Throw three passes every game, complete two <laughs> yards out of bounds, and that doesn't run again. And that they stamp that quarterback rating yep. after he's two for three with 18 yards rushing, and they, they turn it in. They turn that in as their homework, and they say trusty quarterback rating. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, well, he, uh, yeah, you're right. He has he has the fewest attempts of the top five quarterbacks at 40 at uh, 44 attempts. How's the Carson Wentz working out in Indy? I have to. It's like it's like when Danica Patrick used to drive in the uh, in NASCAR. I had to hit page down, page down, page down. And stay healthy. Yeah. yeah now, a yeah. guy that grows a beard and hunts and takes pictures of him with rifles, and he goes out and he kills elk and deer, and then he plays decent quarterback, and then he can't stay healthy. Always fascinates me. He cannot stay healthy. There are guys who just get fluke injuries all the time. And then there are guys who are injury prone. All of a sudden, their hamstrings always wrong. Tyrod Taylor is one of those guys. Yes, he is. Carson Wentz is always getting, it's his foot. It's his elbow. It's his shoulder. Uh, What a shame there because Frank Wright's a good coach. He's a very good coach, and they got a really good team. But they've been banged up by injuries. They're 0-2 as we're going through the 0-2 teams. The big blue wrecking crew, the Giants should be 1-1, and Washington should be 0-2, but the Giants jumped off sides on the game-losing field goal with no time left. A guy, and you were a great nose tackle in Pop Warner, he <laughs> jumped off sides. He didn't jump up. And this, I got to tell you this because I talked to my dad about it for about 20 minutes. He didn't jump up. Like Ted Hendricks would block kicks by jumping. Like he'd stand up and jump, right. and he would tip it. The guy on the Giants, Lawrence, dove forward in a four-point stance like he was going to block the snap. Like he was going to block the hike and he's off sides. They lose the game. Giants would have been one and one. Washington would have been 0 and two. Giants are 0 and two. Uh, the Detroit Lions had the lead on the Packers at Lambeau yeah. this past Monday night. And then Green Bay does what they do to Detroit. They just put them away. Yeah, and it's one thing about the Detroit Lions. You got to feel bad, and you, you, we, we've heard it year in and year out. As long as we've been alive, they'll get a new coach, and all of those play-by-play guys and color commentators, the color commentators especially, usually come from football. Love the new Do- Detroit Lions coach, no matter who it is, and they sell us on how the new Detroit Lions coach is going to change the culture. And it has never happened in our lifetime. No, they yeah, they got a, no. a guy now that t- talks about lions and bears and growls and drinks yeah. high vente coffees, and they can't buy a win. So those are all the teams. Oh, I forgot one more. The Atlanta Falcons are 0-2 with Matt Ryan. They decided to bring him back because they can't get out of his contract. They didn't take a quarterback. They took a tight end, Kyle Pitts, from Florida. Instead of getting a quarterback to be the backup in the future for Matt Ryan, and they are circling pretty quick at 0-2, and, and they look like they're in big-time trouble. Don't you think the New York Giants' biggest problem also, unlike the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Giants' biggest problem is quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Daniel Jones, God, he's good athletically. Oh, my God. Yes. He could run for 60 yards and pick up steam and then fall on his face. He could roll outside the pocket and throw a touchdown pass right on someone's fingertips, and they drop it. This guy's got no luck but bad luck, but he looks too good to throw in the towel on. He really looks good. Athletic, big, not many big guys can run like him and have an arm like him, but he's on a bad team. He's in New York, the number one media market where they scream and yell when they wake up and go to bed. 
And I don't think he's going to make it because New York's not going to have the patience in that market to pay those prices for tickets and go see Daniel Jones another two or three years. Why don't they go the free agent route? How come they never do that in New York? They try to, I guess maybe they've been spoiled. They've been homegrown quarterbacks over the years with Phil Sims and then with Eli Manning. And they've been, uh, and they had some good luck also, even with backups over the years. And, but right now they look really stuck and I hope you're right about him. Cause he is fun to watch when he, when people catch the ball and when he runs it. Yeah. He's really athletic. There's only one quarterback in football. There's no quarterbacks in football, excuse me, that have thrown for over 700 yards so far. There's one quarterback who's thrown for over 800 Derek Carr, yes. Derek Carr at eight seventeen, second on that list. Kyler Murray at 689, Mahomes at 680. Raiders are out of the gate as we touched on 2-0 as they beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh and two really good wins. And Derek Carr is just slinging the rock, and he's off to an MVP start. It's unbelievable because he's especially slinging the rock. Joe Montana style, when it counts, a fourth-quarter guy who's those lasers. And when, when Derek Carr goes back to pass, unlike <laughs> – Unlike when Kenley Jansen comes in to say for the Dodgers and you want to turn off the television set, uh, when Derek Carr's behind in the fourth quarter, he just throws lasers. Lasers, one after another after another. When is John Gruden going to come over and put all his chips in the Derek Carr? He has. Yeah, you he think has. he has finally? You think the, today. Oh, oh, wow. I okay. talked to him today. I, I sat down with him today. What'd he say? Week. He just, he keeps saying, he goes, doesn't, doesn't know what to say anymore. He's been all in on car from day one. The media is playing out that he was wanted to flirt with Aaron Rodgers or want to look at Tyler someone. Murray. Yeah. Right. It, it, no, he wanted Derek Carr's worked out well because he understands the complexities of Gruden's offense and he's doing a good job. I'll tell you one quarterback surprising me. I'm going to get to your quarterback rating is Teddy Bridgewater. Now, you want to talk about bum slayers. They played the Giants. They played Jacksonville. And now they play the Jets at home this weekend. I mean, what'd they pay to get that schedule? And he's going to work up a lather and get some confidence. And he's already got talent. And that may spell trouble in the AFC West. And Jalen Hurts, who I like a lot, he played at Oklahoma where my son goes. He went from Alabama to Oklahoma. He could have said, goodbye, Alabama. I'm good. It was great to a sub for me. We, we won a national championship. He graduated, went to Oklahoma his extra year, got in the weight room before everybody, almost won the Heisman there. Then he goes to Philadelphia, and he's a top-10 quarterback in quarterback rating. That's a surprise for me. A good start for Jalen Hurts. You love stories like that. And it also, I, I, the reason why you love stories like this is because when you take a look at the quarterbacks in the NFL, it, it fits my – and I love coaches. You know that. They're a leader of men. The, the, the guys in the NFL are quite amazing because you have to lead leaders. These are all guys who are all Americans, who are all state, and now they're all pros – and you have to take those egos and mesh them all together and those different personalities. So that's what I like about coaches. What I don't like is when they don't know what they're doing. Whenever it comes to the quarterback position, aren't they always wrong when it comes to draft order? Who's the best quarterback in the NFL year in and year out when it comes to the quarterback rating the last several years? Russell Wilson. Well, he wasn't a first-round draft pick. You know, and it's it's amazing when it comes to that. And 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 Teddy Bridgewater over the years, uh, he just has found himself in the raw where the shiny new object comes to town, or he's filling in for Drew Brees. Remember when he filled in for Drew Brees last year, and I said, keep him, don't let Drew Brees play. He was playing better than Drew Brees, but 
for obvious reasons, they put Drew Brees back in. Teddy Bridgewater isn't doing anything surprising for me in the AFC West. I'm just always surprised when quarterbacks don't know who the best quarterback is on their team. Hey, let's go into it. Do some heavy lifting here. Tell me about your quarterback rating here. I'll react to it. Our listeners love this. Looney goes through his trusty quarterback rating where he finds nuggets that show up later in the year. He sees trends over the years. He could uh, root out the frauds or see people that are actually coming from pretenders to contenders. Give us a few. This I find surprising right now that Josh Allen is the fifth worst quarterback in the NFL. That's going to change. But uh, all the so-called experts were on the Josh Allen and Buffalo Bills bandwagon. I couldn't do it because I didn't want to jinx my team. I will never go there. I want them to surprise me and win playoff games in a Super Bowl, but I'm never going to predict that they will because I'm not an idiot. I still like predicting that the Jets or the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Clippers are going to do something. People always try to get fancy and pick those teams. But that's what really stands out to me the most. And then Ryan Tannehill's the seventh worst quarterback in the NFL. Now, I will tell you this, that uh, who was the worst quarterback last week after week one? It was Aaron Rodgers. He's dug himself out of that hole as we probably knew he will, he would. And Josh Allen, of all the quarterbacks down near the bottom, is the quarterback who will more likely dig himself out of the hole. I don't know that Tua, Trevor Lawrence, or Zach Wilson will. Those are the three worst quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah, you're right about Aaron Rodgers. He went from dead last to 18 in one game. That'll be four touchdowns and no interceptions. That can do that for you. Here's someone interesting right in the middle of the pack. Uh, Dak Prescott, 15th ranked at 99.1. A guy who does everything right, and that was a huge win for him at the Chargers in your backyard there in Hollywood, even though Inglewood is not Hollywood. He won a big game, got them into field goal position. That was the longest walk-off ending game field goal in Cowboys history. Amazing. Think of that. He did that on the road at SoFi Stadium in front of Jerry Jones, Post Malone, and Conor McGregor. Did you <laughs> see that picture of them all? Yeah. Classic trolling. Jerry helped build SoFi. So I'm going to take you behind the scenes here. Everybody, what I'm about to tell you is true. Jerry Jones is the architect of the NFL and the money and stadiums and television deals. He, along with Robert Kraft. So Jerry, when he looked at the whole LA expansion thing, wanted a piece of it. So Jerry's got his own company called Legends that sells the tickets and is the ticket company that goes inside these buildings and provides concessions and or seats. So he gets a piece of all of this. He's got it at Allegiant Stadium with the Raiders, and he has it in L.A. with the Rams, and he has it with the Chargers. So when Mark Davis and the Raiders were looking to go to Carson and the Chargers were going to do that, that sounded like a bad idea. Two teams in the same division sharing the same stadium. So when that deal looked like it could pass and they had a vote on it, Jerry flipped the vote. Jerry said no, even though it looked like they had the vote. Right. Jerry broke it up and said no, 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 no. Stop. We're going to do it again. We're going to let Stan Kroenke get in L.A. We're not going to do Carson. We're going to do Englewood with Kroenke's money. He has it. Chargers, you could be the B team. Raiders, you're out. Mark Davis said at the famous press conference, we're not used to coming in third. He took his licks, went back to Oakland. Jerry helped with Vegas. So now they open up Chargers. They open up the Charger game at SoFi, first game with fans. They went on a walk-off. Jerry's in the owner's suite with the Charger logo behind him, drinking with Conor McGregor. Post Malone's got all the tats on his face and a Zeke jersey, and it was the ultimate 
troll at Dean Spanos. Dean, I got you rent in the stadium. You don't even own it. I just beat your ass, and I'm hanging with your celebrities in your building in my box before I get on my private jet. How great and 50,000 people are cheering for my team. Yeah. Oh, oh it's a home <laughs> cowboy game. Thank you, Tom, for that. Fantastic. You nailed that. And, oh, by the way, all that noise you hear in the background, those are my fans. Yeah, cheering the game-winning field goal for the Dallas Cowboys in Los Angeles. Yeah, and the Dallas Cowboy fans have amazing travelers throughout the uh, throughout the years. That's no surprise because the Cowboys are like share. Can I make my share Dallas Cowboy yes. analogy for you? So I do. Uh, share huge in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and the new millennium. Same with the Cowboys. Cowboys, I mean, that brand, 60s, 70s, they never, even when they haven't been winning and back to Super Bowl contention since the 90s, still the brand has never failed, has remained shiny, just like Cher, and uh, and they never even changed it, still the star and the helmet, they never changed their logo or get weird like every other team has done over the years, and and look at how how it, how well it works out for them. They can fill a stadium in a different city with fans cheering for their team, those fan, Dallas Cowboy fans don't have to be in Dallas to show up and cheer for their team. Every time they played in L.A., even when the Raiders were at the Coliseum and when the Rams were playing at Anaheim Stadium, the, the, the entire stadium was filled with Cowboy fans. Do you lose your man card if you're a man and go see Cher? Oh, no, because a lot of time it's an homage and you'll take your mother and your aunt <laughs> and the people that have been. You know, my grandmother, who would be 150 uh, if she were alive, loved Cher over the years. So Cher transcends generations. And sometimes you have to do it as a favor to your, your aunt, your mother or your gay brother. <laughs> so you're saying you're a you're just like me. You're a heterosexual male. You're a little male. You live in Vegas and you take your wife to Cher. Like that's something I wouldn't be posting. Like you well, know, you would no way you would <laughs> wouldn't be posting from Cher. When I'd you went going. to see when you went to see Lady Gaga, did you post that on Twitter? No, I don't. Think <laughs> Lady Gaga. I think I posted Lady Gaga on Twitter. Hey, one more quarterback. Are you surprised by this? It's where you live. Matthew Stafford is the third ranked quarterback. He's ahead of guys like oh nothing, Tom Brady. Right. I'll go down the list of. Uh, the other great quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, other great ones. Well, yeah, he's How's ahead of 28. Out? He's ahead of 28 other guys. Yeah. How's the Stafford thing working out? Because you watch the late local news. You get the local paper, the L.A. Times. You listen to L.A. radio. How's the Stafford thing? Working uh, out? I thought they were overhyping him. But at this point, and of course, we only have a small amount of math. This math is insignificant. They would never issue any medicine after testing it on two people. So we only have two games to go with as we look, look at our 2-0 and schedule. But... Matthew Stafford is everything he's been hyped up to be. I, I've often thought he was overhyped, and just he is a media darling, and and the experts love him too, and he's living up to the hype. He looks, he just looks terrific. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, the top three quarterbacks in the NFL right now, statistically according to the quarterback rating, and and, and that's probably correct, don't you think? Wilson, Mahomes, Stafford. Yeah, I just I just want to see Stafford do it. I watched a lot of Stafford games in Detroit, a lot of them, and he played well at times. And his team collapsed, and he was on the team with the. He's captain. got Detroit Lions stink on him, he so does. people like you and me are always going to be skeptical until he does something with another team. Breaking news: The JT and Looney podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most, football, baby. 
You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge. Open to everyone on planet Earth. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com. Then, get your picks each week. We're going to pick the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football. Whomever gets the most picks correct every week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Okay, here, here's how you do this again. Playactionpools.com. Go there. Sign up for the contest. Believe. B-L-E-A-V. Believe. Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football Pick'em contest, go to Playactionpools.com. They've got Survivor, Pick'em as well, and a cool sportsbook-style concept called Bank Your Payroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. And now, back to our regularly scheduled podcast. As of September 23rd, 2021, as we record this podcast, uh, the numbers currently stand at over 680,000 American dead, U.S. dead from COVID-19. And I will say this, I just lost a, a brother to me, a guy by the name of Black Hole, Rob Rivera, the co-founder of the Black Hole. Now, I've taken you to a Raider game. You've met mm-hmm. Black Hole, Rob. He was like meeting the mayor yeah. of Raider Town. Yeah. That's exactly how I would describe it. If you went to a Raider game, you had to go to the Black Hole or the Black Hole tailgate. And Black Hole Rob would be waiting for you and he would talk to you and he was always thinking about the Raider brand. And anyway, I wanted to share a few minutes just telling you about my friend who passed away, who died of COVID. He he really was a big arc in my life. There's only a few people. I talk about my mom and dad and a couple of mentors that I've had. Andrew Ashwood, I wrote the book, the handoff about him, a few people in business and radio, Bruce Allen. I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, Rob falls into that category because when I got hired by the Raiders in 98 as a New York Giant fan, I knew instantly, instantly I knew I had to go to him, the head of the black hole and say, this will not work unless you welcome me in. And we sat down and we had a conversation. I went right to him and he said, I get it. He goes, here's the deal. As long as you don't fuck us over, as long as you're loyal to us, as long as you live up to what you're saying you're going to do, we have your back. And all I said was, I'm going to give you a voice on the radio. You guys have such a massive, great idea with this black hole club fan base. I'll give you a voice on the radio. And this amazing friendship began. And he inducted me into the black hole hall of fame. You were the first inductee, weren't you? Yeah, Yeah. first one. And we had this unbelievable relationship. So for 17 years, I commuted to Oakland to games. I would fly, I'd get off the plane. I'd take the BART to the game and I'd go right to him in the parking lot and we'd hug and we'd spend about five minutes. And it was usually not about the game. It was like, how do we make the black hole bigger? How do we gain money and revenue? How do you grow it? And that would take off. Then he put me in the front row of the black hole and he'd hang me over the black hole and put my name on the back of the end zone with the black hole. It just skyrocketed my name in the Bay area. No one would do that for me. He did that for me. And then this friendship just bonded. So when the Raiders were leaving Oakland, he was so bitter about it, Tom. He couldn't handle it because he had no interest in Vegas. And he was bitter for about a year, a year or two. And he's not a bitter guy. Finally, he came around. And the last maybe 10 conversations we had were the black hole's bigger than me. Vegas is bigger than I ever imagined it to be. 
I've come around. Let's make this work. Well, he ended up getting COVID and his mom was sick right around the same time. Uh, Rob's mom passed away. Rob didn't know about it because he was dying of COVID. Oh, I see you. So he lost his mom. Rob passed away earlier this week on Tuesday. Had a really, really, really tough week. I mean, this was one of the toughest weeks without question of my entire career on the radio. 10 radio shows, two podcasts, and trying to fight through this. And it really hurts because I could never pay this guy back. Never for what he's done for me. So it's Thursday night as we do this podcast. Wednesday night, I get a text at 10 at night from John Gruden, coach of the Raiders. And he goes, make sure we mention Rob on the TV show tomorrow. So I go to the TV show and I sit down and we preview the Dolphin game, breaking down film. He's talking about this game, how they won in Pittsburgh. And then I said, coach, we lost a big member of our family. And Gruden looked me in the eye, looked at the camera, and he said, what this guy did was global. Global. He took something and an idea. And on his couch, they did a 30 for 30 on and on ESPN, and he built this global brand. And then when we were done, Coach Gruden asked me for Rob's wife, Rachel's phone number to get in touch with her. And I could see the emotion in John Gruden's eye. He knew that the Raiders lost a member of a family. So I just want to tell you, it's been a tough week. COVID's real. Whenever we talked about this topic on this podcast for a long time, I've mentioned the number of people who have died. I lost one of the closest friends I have because of this. So everybody just act accordingly, be safe and do the right thing because we're losing great people and we just lost Black Hole Rob. I'm lucky that I'm here today. Not for a good reason, but I wasn't supposed to be here today to do the podcast or this week. I was supposed to be out of town Monday through Thursday uh, because my friend Jimmy, who I mentioned last week, died from COVID complications and unvaccinated. And uh, in addition to other uh, pre-existing conditions that he had. And, you know, we were supposed to I was supposed to eulogize him Tuesday. His son, who's only 23, was in charge of taking care of it all and then broke down and Drop the ball a little bit, and we're going to have the services in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, it's real. Get vaccinated. Welcome to the JT and Looney podcast, episode number 101. That is a good number. It is a number. There's it's a, a number 101 lot. freeway, right? 101 freeway, a lot of great radio stations, at least in Southern California, but throughout the country at 101 FM. Yes. The 101 freeway. Where did that freeway go again? I've lived in so many oh. spots in California. I get confused by the five, the 405, the 101. The 101 the 10, is, the a, is a legendary freeway because the 101, I believe, goes from all the way from Los Angeles to Oregon. Yeah. Or as our eastern friends would say, Oregon. But yeah, uh, the 101 goes on. The 101 was the freeway to get from Southern California up to Northern California and Oregon and Seattle, Washington, before there was a interstate system, the five was able to take you. Now, is able to take you now. The I'm, interstates. I'm, when people say government can't do anything right, you know the people who love to speak in you know, cliches. Uh, they they don't know our interstate system. Our interstate system is amazing. The government built our interstate 
uh, highways and freeways and but it's amazing with the you know with the uh, the odd numbers going north and south and the eve, eve, the even numbers going east and west and you can get on the freeway in Santa Monica and drive to St Augustine Florida on the same road and never get off pretty that's amazing the that's the 10 right yeah that's the 10 and so there's so many great in the 80 that goes from you know from uh, the George Washington Bridge to the Golden State uh, Bridge and uh, and to the Golden Gate Bridge in, in San Francisco it's uh, we have an amazing freeway system it's amazing one of my many weaknesses is I don't know roads I don't know freeways I don't know north south east and west a very interesting JT thing if I'm at the ocean I know where west is right one of my biggest pet peeves and my wife who you just spoke to is amazing at this if someone says meet me out the southwest corner meet me at the northwest corner I break out in a sweat. I have no idea what that means. So if on Main Street, if you ask me in Elmira, meet me at the southwest corner or meet me on the south side of town, I have no idea what the north and how should I know what the north or south side of town? I have no idea. Sometimes it does. And I've always noticed this has nothing to do with intelligence. I, I was lucky enough in Elmira, New York. It was divided up that way. We had a river that went through the town. So there were north siders and south siders and east siders and west siders and so and, and never the twain shall meet sometimes east siders were the poors more italians and blacks on the east side west siders were the wealthy of any background uh then there was the north side and the north side uh irish and the south side irish never the twain shall meet and so yeah there was a lot of uh north side south side east side west side stuff going on in Elmira. so we always knew and for the rest of my life I just always knew uh, where north, south, east, and west was, but I've noticed that you don't, and I've grew no. up, and, I, and it, it befuddles me. But I, I will tell you, the day I opened up a restaurant, I knew this about people, and I knew this about calling businesses and people answering the phones, and you say, "How do I get there?" and they go, "Oh," <laughs> and people who work at places don't know where they are in the universe, so I made sure I had directions next to the phone at Van Gogh's ear restaurant and gallery in Venice. So when anybody called and said, how do I get there? The person could turn around and say, where are you coming from? And I had directions. since we were next to the ocean. I had directions from the north, directions from the south and directions from the east. And that way, the person answering the phone, instead of saying, um, um, they would have an answer immediately directing people to the restaurant. Well, as you know, I'm from North Massapequa and I lived on North Utica Avenue. And if you Google Massapequa celebrities, number one that comes up is Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld's from Massapequa, Alec Baldwin. So add all the Baldwin brothers. They're like the Kardashians. One's famous. One's kind of famous. And right. But Alec right. Baldwin is the famous one. Uh, Joey Buttafuoco, also Jessica Hahn, Brian Setzer, uh, the Stray Cats, Brian wow. Setzer, who I think is one of our most famous and i live in north massapequa so whenever you didn't mention said, rosie o'donnell what about rosie o'donnell well rosie wasn't from massapequa rosie okay. from long island but not from massapequa <laughs> and uh people would say where do you live in massapequa no i live in north massapequa and there aren't that many celebrities from north massapequa okay. so north south east and west and uh, that's very interesting to me because when we get to the south on the southern border there are haitian migrants that are trying to come over to the American side, they're coming over the river. They're trying to get in, and it looks like a scene from a horror movie at times. 
And look, I, I've always told you, I think Border Patrol men and women need to do their job. Their job is to protect the border. Their job isn't to say, oh, come on in. So at times it looks very harsh and very intense, and they have a very dangerous job because at times they're dealing with drug dealers, criminals, people who are, have guns, and a lot of times they don't. So that was a big topic this week yeah. on the news, and I watched the video a number of times. I was very confused and concerned by it because I love the Haitian people, and they are refugees because that island continues to get wiped out by natural disasters. There are hurricanes and earthquakes there, and these beautiful people have nowhere to go. And they're not drug runners, but I also don't believe they should be able to walk into our country. Well, the Mexicans coming over the border are never drug runners either. You know what they are? They're 15-year-old boys. Everyone's such a pussy about this. 15-year-old boys aren't coming here to ruin our country. A lot of times they're 13, 14, 15-year-old. Let's just deal with the Mexican part. The 13, 14, and 15-year-old boys who want to come and live with their father because they don't want to live with their mother and their sister anymore because they're 15. Then they want to do what big boys do, like go work. And so that is why that, that's the enormous number of Latinos coming in from Guatemala or Mexico, et cetera, on that side of it, not criminals. And uh, you know, criminals can find a much easier way to get in the country because they got money. Uh, and... And with the, with the Haitian refugees, uh, the same thing. They're, they're, they've had a, they've had two earthquakes wipe out their country within a within a twelve year period, and so I would be the world's worst border patrol agent, because the job is to try to keep people out, and I'd be saying, oh God, oh I'm sorry, oh come on in. <laughs> that would be I would be terrible at that, and so in, in the micro sense. I'm always want to, you know, I went to Catholic schools. What, is, what does a Catholic church do throughout the United States of America? They put, especially in Southern California, uh, and Cardinal Mahoney, illegal immigrants would live in the basements of churches where they would build rooms, and it was like a hotel room in all the churches throughout Southern California. He would have become the Pope if not for that scandal uh, involving ultra boys, et cetera. But um, it was uh, so that's where I don't toss out my religious values for politics. No, and I, I and you so, know, my religious values, too, as a Catholic, right. I like a I like a very secure border. I think if you have borders, they should be super secure no matter where they are in yeah. Europe, wherever they are. If you're going to have borders, that's what it's called. Yeah, you there's a reason why they have a fence around the White House. Right. Cause yeah, I mean, I'm all yeah. for I'm all for secure borders. And my rule's always been the same. I'm a very simple man named John. Uh, my rules are simple. Just get in line. And even if you cut the line, just let us know who you are. Right. All I want to know is I want to know who you are. I want you to do it the right way legally. I don't like illegal immigration. I like legal immigration. And if you're going to do it legally and you're vetted properly, and I know that's a different debate, as many people can come to this country as they want. That's my philosophy. You're going to do it legally. You're going to get in line. And then there's the opportunity to become a citizen where you have to do that a certain way and follow rules. I'm not even getting to that point. I'm just right. talking about coming into our country from the south or from the north or from any waterway. Do it legally, and then you're welcome, and I welcome you to the United States of America, but do it the right way. Let us know you're here. And the most important thing for people to remember is so many of the illegal immigrants coming into the country are doing it on airplanes. They fly into the country and they overstay their visas. And it's a very, it was a really, uh, really easy way for white colored people from England to do when I lived in Santa Monica and Venice, just fly in and stay. So the way to get into the country, a lot of, you know, it's really uh, not that hard to do it is some, when some people say, 
the right way. Yeah, well, the right way, if you want to live in this country, is you fly in. You get the visa and you fly in and then you just stay and don't do it the hard way, which is crawling over the border. But uh, that, that's, that's a, it's, there's a very nuanced thing happening there. I don't care how people do it. If somebody is so desperate, people want to live in their own culture, in their own country. They don't want to come here. They yearn to come here to make a better life because wherever they live sucks. Well, we have a pretty cool country where you can make a new life and come in as an immigrant, learn a new language and become a millionaire. By the way, we don't like when people do that either. But a lot of people who come to this country legally or illegally have more of a drive than people who were born here and do quite well. But those stories don't get told because, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. The scary stories get told about the two Afghan guys who got arrested the other day, two Afghan guys, how many came in? And I just, yeah, I have a, I, I would be no good on this issue as a policymaker because I would be the guy being accused of the open borders, uh, being the open borders politician and my political enemies would be right. You would be the open border guy and I would yeah. be the closed border guy. That's <laughs> why be, this yes. podcast works. <laughs> wow. You listened to the whole thing. Thanks. JT Looney podcast is powered by Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.